This is the first in what I hope becomes a series of conversations about performance happening in and around Toronto. My name is Andrew Gabry, and I'm going to call this Field Notes. I had the pleasure of talking with Blue Bigwood Mallon, one half of Rachel Blair's fringe hit, A Man Walks Into a Bar, opening at the Next Stage Theatre Festival this January. Blue and I have known each other for a few years now, so the conversation was light and easygoing, even though neither of us had ever really done recorded interviews before. There is some rockiness as we get used to the recording, but overall we had a constructive conversation. The best thing about a politically relevant piece of theatre, and great writing, is that it desires conversation. Mine and Blue's conversation did not end when I turned the recording off. We actually got into the deeper topics of the show, and of the expectations of masculinity we have felt and still continue to feel as defining aspects of our own personal realities. One thing not lost on us was that we, two white men, were the ones meeting to discuss the meaning of this show. (laughs) After the recording, we talked about how A Man Walks Into a Bar is written from a heteronormative white feminist perspective. We wondered about future recasting possibilities and the implications of cultural minorities portraying either of the roles. All of a sudden, we are confronted with very different problems. We talked about how easy it is to say as a man that you are a feminist and an ally, and endorse and believe that, and how different that relationship or power dynamic becomes when a woman stands in the way of a man getting what he wants. And we talked about change, revolution. The idea that social revolution doesn't come immediately and universally, but instead comes about through personal interaction, and just how powerful the use of shame, ostracism, and embarrassment are when dealing with someone close to you who is spouting arcane and oppressive thoughts or language. It is the mark of an important play, an important piece of art, which allows such conversations to flow so easily, even if the subject matter is difficult. That said... I invite you to have a listen to two friends' conversation about a joke that starts with a man walks into a bar. All right, well, here we are um, in a bar, (laughs) uh, which is really exciting. This is the first interview uh, for, actually, a man walks into a bar. Uh, play written by Rachel Blair, directed by David Matheson, Uh, and today I'm sitting right across from Blue Bigwood Mallon, who is the man in A Man Walks Into a Bar, (laughs) which is exciting. Um, This play uh, premiered last uh, this year, actually, at the Toronto Fringe. Um, It won the Best of Fringe and was remounted uptown at the Toronto Centre of the Arts, Um, and now it's going to find its third life as part of the Next Stage Theatre Festival um, in 2016. Uh, So at it's going to be at the Factory Theatre from January 6th through the 17th. Um, wow, yeah, I'm so glad that we're meeting in a bar, first of all. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I figured there's kind of no better place to, to set this thing. Um, this play has so much in it. Um, Rachel is quite a wonderful writer. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, first off, I, I was uh, one of the things that uh, really stuck out to me when I was reading it, because um, I haven't actually seen it, which I will get to this time. Which is this really time, cool. yeah. Really wonderful to actually read a script like this and then interview someone about it who's in it, yeah. who has, yeah. has had experience doing it in its first incarnations, right? Mm. Um, 
and then going to see it because uh, I think it will just inform a little bit more. It'll be uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the, the main things that really stuck out to me, aside from, I guess, the main topic that it talks about, is uh, just the investigation of dichotomies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, first I wrote down actually the investigation of opposites, but I think dichotomies is a better word, and I actually like that more than I like op- opposites because okay. a dichotomy can be. It can be an opposite. It can yeah. be uh, yeah. two things that are that are mutually exclusive from each other, and that you're that you're um, investigating or uh, grouping. Um, but it can also be something that you divide, right? It's, it's yeah. something that you take and then uh, you put into subgroups or sub subdivisions, basically, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I find that is a little bit more interesting to me because the things that are, are dealt with um, in this play are not necessarily opposites, and I would actually even argue that it it kind of deals with. I guess deconstructing what like what an opposite actually means, um, but there are there are all these dichotomies that I saw, um, such as average versus normal, right? Subtlety versus being straightforward. Yeah. A joke versus story. Within yeah. that, story versus reality. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, sympathy versus empathy. I'm I'm saying versus here, but I don't I don't know if they're actually like uh, fighting each other. Um, it might be better to say and hearing and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have to do versus what we want to do yeah. is in there. Yeah. Uh, man versus woman, obviously. And then a little bit further into that one, there's man versus Steve, man, uh, woman versus... Yeah, yeah Jen, then they all start fighting Jenny, each other. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so do you, do you find other, uh, other... I mean, there's probably countless other ones that I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't seen yeah. uh, or, or really just written down. Um, how is that to, to play with the dichotomy aspect of things? Um, good. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's really interesting, particularly the the change between man and Steve, what their opinions are of Jenny and the woman, and what their opinions are of each other, um, and the the switching in between the two characters and the dialogue that develops because of that is a very interesting and I think really important part of the show. I mean, so much of the argument is kind of these choices of words, like the joke versus the story versus the uh, the uniform versus the costume. Like, right, there's there this whole... <laughs> a lot of it is about sort of the slight ways that we will manipulate language in order to express something that actually is, well, in order to win, in order to prove our point of view, right? Winning, that's interesting. Um, It's a lot of the show is about, I mean, I'm playing the man, so I mean, I have a a slightly different (laughs) You talk to Rachel, I'm sure the show's about a lot, but uh, um, so much of the show, I think, is about winning, getting what you want as a man. You know, beyond an acting sense but I mean, like, really, like, the idea of um, positioning yourself in terms of power, getting what you want in terms of what you're going to use to get what you want. Um, and a lot of the ways that particularly the man does it is through these kind of small little changes to what they're talking about and how he wants the audience to view it, right? Yeah. I mean, viewing it as a story is just how he sees things. Yeah, yeah, and and also in in the play itself, he has a lot of trouble seeing, there's a whole scene in there where he can't see why the joke's funny through any other perspective than how the man perceives why it's funny. So the whole, um, the 
Uh, there's yeah, also a, yeah. an inside-outside sort of thing, right? Like, there's a, there's yeah. a preoccupation with um, the way that the man seems to see the world and view the world and to interact with the world versus yeah. um, uh, sort of more uh, stepping back in a sort of intersectionality uh, kind of way and realizing that um, uh, this woman is, is her own being with her own feelings and everything and, and experiences yeah. the world, yeah. right? Um, and he keeps uh, imposing. There's there's so much imposition on. Well, because he wants to help. Originally, <laughs> I mean that's that's the whole the, the crux of the that's thing. That's the crux of it, right? Yeah, there's, there's the sort of myth that you know she's brought men. him on stage to do the show, um, and I mean from the get go, he doesn't know what the show is, but he's there to help her do her show, um, tell her story, but she insists that it's a joke. Yeah, and. Um, and he tries to help, but the, the problem is, is that a lot of that, you know, the reasons he tries to help are originally pretty good. You know, he's trying to help out. And, and you know, he's more, um, he's, he's uh, confident, he's forceful, he's, he's trying to, you know, encourage and, and help her out. But it, it, it sort of devolves into trying to help the story reflect a bit more positively on him. And also as he kind of realizes where the story is going. The, the need to help the story succeed kind of changes into something else. Right. Uh, there's something about defensiveness in there as well, right? Because there's uh, there's this, this this being brought on to help out is one thing, and then and then getting personally invested in it uh, yeah. and and wanting to uh, <laughs> change it, right? Take it over, which he quite yeah. literally does at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that defensiveness versus uh, dealing with a topic, right? Well, I, that I would is... say it's, um, it's hurt. It's, mm. it's, there's defensiveness, but it's really, it's, it's being hurt. Um, I think a big thing with the character in general is it's, it's this idea of trying to, it's a bit, it's more than defending a point of view. Because defending a point of view is, is one thing, but it's being personally hurt that you are being the subject of a negative uh, expression of something, right? So the person's trying to make a point about, you know, men, and there's a joke and all of that, but because he's the negative subject and he was brought out there to help, and then all of a sudden, right. you know, um, he's being made out to look like the bad guy, um, there's a personal hurt there. And, and I think a lot of the show is for once again, me playing the man, is this idea of, of when we're hurt, how we respond to that. So, so many of the points he's making aren't so much to, you know, prove, it's, it's to prove that he's a good guy, sure, but it's more that, you know, she hurt him and he's trying to prove that she shouldn't know. Yeah, it feels that. like he's walking into a trap, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. that's uh, what is actually really interesting about this to me as well is, is that when there is only one man and one woman on stage, they all of a sudden become the figurehead of man and the figurehead of woman, right? Like yeah. they, they become yeah. the representation of what that means, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, it's even in like um, a larger piece, for instance, in a, yeah. in a big movie or something like that, uh, if there are like five really different men, uh, uh, characters, which is often the case, yeah. or uh, uh, a lot, <laughs> you know, um, they're, they're, they're not, none of them are representative of what it is to be a man, right? Like they're yeah. all individuals, right? Yeah, but yeah. if there's like one woman in that as well, uh, she now all of a sudden takes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she takes the burden and represents what it means mm -hmm. to be a woman. So, um, mm -hmm. paring it down so, so literally, 
uh, to just two people, not even giving them names, right? Like yeah. you are you are man yeah. and she is woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel yeah. is woman. Yeah. Um, and that's really interesting. How was that as an actor to uh, the that sort of difference between um, being man versus <laughs> being Steve? Um, it's an interesting changeover. I mean. I would say, I mean, the big difference is that there, there is an interplay between man being aware that he's playing Steve, right? He, he is aware of what he does as Steve. Um, but Steve is, you know, um, harmless. He's a bit more... Because Steve's just in love with her. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Steve's whole... He just loves this woman. Um, he's in a... It's like, we always say, it's a rom-com, you know? He, he's expecting it to be a rom-com. Steve is like a rom-com right. character. Um, and it slowly sort of um, devolves from there. But that's where it starts, is this place of that. And for the man as well. But the man is a lot more, I think, intelligent and uh, cunning in the way that he... When he gets hurt, he goes after things ideologically. Um, when Steve gets hurt, he goes at things emotionally, right? Yeah, did it they're give both you... coming from the same place, but they're two. They approach it in two different ways. Um, was there more? Were there, was there more freedom in uh, exploring one of them versus the other? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Um, I would say man is closer to me personally. I mean, it's acting, so it's all you, right? Of but. Um, because man is literally just me on stage yeah. arguing. You know, he can be hypercritical. He can be mean. Whereas Steve can't really because he's trying to, you know, he's in love with this woman. So he can't really go after that. So I'd say um, man is a bit more freeing in that way. Of, you know, he can be mean. He can be critical. Uh, whereas Steve is, is really just trying to get this girl to go out with him. And it's just sort of almost childish in how much... He cares about her, right? Even though it's just some waitress. But I mean, mm. it, it, it's this obsessive kind of infatuative face, sure, right? Yeah. That we all we have all experience. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's something um, so interesting to me about... Uh, Average versus normal, right? Like, you guys talk about that a lot, right? Like, um, yeah. she describes him as an average guy. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, what, is, what, is that, what does that mean, yeah. right? It sounds <laughs> negative, right? Um, and this, this subtlety within the script uh, is something that I admire quite a lot, um, that the whole average versus normal thing that comes up can really, really only be applied to, to men. Right, yeah. like uh, when we talk about uh, normal, uh, mm -hmm. anyways, in this current society, the yeah. definition is is very much from a white male perspective. Right, yes. women yes. generally don't fall within normal. Right, yeah. like it, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 tough for them because uh, the idea of of normal, like um, your character expresses sort of throughout, like. Mm -hmm. um, like why can't you just walk home or like uh, mm. I can I can I can help you you know like mm. all of these things um, uh, the clothing uh, yeah. the costume and stuff like that mm -hmm. these are things that are that are placed on a woman but not placed on a man right mm. the fact that I mean I don't, I don't want to spoil anything I don't think we should spoil anything no don't uh, <laughs> um, but sort of the crux of the joke 
mm-hmm. uh, is so subtle. Yeah, um, in, I didn't get it the first time. Right, and I don't know if a lot of people will. Like, I'm sure that they the, will. Uh, by the end, I, I think they get it. But I, I didn't, um, I think I read, you know, I was so preoccupied with other things, but I'm pretty sure I read that entire play all the way through after already getting the role and everything, and I still didn't yeah. get what was happening. <laughs> um, I got what was happening, but, like, I got to the end, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, like, I didn't get fully what had happened throughout mm. the, the whole show. And I think that's what's interesting about the show is that it uh, generally women immediately get what's happening because they've done that a lot but to a man that just is so foreign because we don't really have to do that in our and this is why i think the the show is super important to be staged Mm -hmm. right now yeah um, because it's it's all within the education i think that we need to educate uh People. Almost half of humanity. About forty nine percent. So, but no, normal, normal versus average is a very interesting thing, especially. Um, well, I think there's um, there's kind of like a, I don't know, to me personally, uh, as as a man, there's like a hero complex. Yeah. It's totally. a huge hero complex. You just right? said it. You were you were brought in to help this piece, right? Like you're brought you're always, you're in there to, to help, help her. You're there to do fix the things. show. You're there to save people. Yeah. And calling someone who feels that way about themselves average, it hurts a lot. Normal, <laughs> normal is like I don't know. I picture like Clark Kent. Normal, you know. Like normal's like oh, I, I'm normal, but you don't know. Like I'm actually very heroic. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's interesting to see how, I mean, the, the most fun I had with this show was, was getting to twist and play with these things that I identify, that identify me as male, that I, that I really use to identify my masculinity. And the, the twisting and changing of those things and sort of the, the picking at them, because they seem really good on the surface, but then you slowly start digging into them and you start seeing a bit more of a sinister edge to them. Um, yeah. Um, one of another piece that uh, really stuck out to me. I mean, there's there's a few instances I want to talk about, but like, okay. um, I mean, it's uh, it's about how we choose to believe stories, and rather like whose story we choose to believe as well. I think that's that's a part of this, mm-hmm. um, because I mean. Throughout the most most of this piece, um, Rachel's character, the woman, very simply can't tell a joke, right? Like she just she just can't without being interrupted, yeah, right, by a yeah. man, right? Yeah, uh, and that I think has come out of a very political uh, necessity um, because we get stories that seem to happen like. I don't know, bi-monthly or something like that. They probably happen much more often than mm-hmm. that. But um, on a on a on a daily basis, there are stories of, of women uh, that that are just not believed for what the mm-hmm. story is. Right? Think of Bill Cosby and all of all of that. Or we just assume right? we know what they're about to say. Exactly. Um, oh yeah, yeah. This story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is that, and then yeah. you, you go off topic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You must have been asking for it or something yeah. like that, right? Like yeah. there's this there's this narrative that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if a woman is telling something, that there must be some pieces missing, mm-hmm. because 
they're women and we're men, and we can we can add those male those male pieces into it, right? And and it often doesn't happen the other way, right? When when a man's telling a story, it often doesn't doesn't like. Or if it does happen that way, we get incredibly upset. Sure, yeah. (laughs) If a woman has ever been like, well, you're that that, you know you're missing this whole other perspective, it's like, no, I'm not. I totally thought of that. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's very true though, and and this idea of. Of course, story versus joke. Joke being so much more harmless and innocent than story, right? Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, she, is just, it wants to, is it? she <laughs> just wants to tell a joke. But it, it's, yeah. Um, it is interesting because I, I don't know where, I mean, it comes from so many things. It comes from, you know, what is it, 100 years ago or less than 100 years ago where, you know, women were seen as a... Hysterical, right? It's, it's this idea of like, no, you don't know what you're talking about because you're 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 too emotional. You, you, you experience too many emotions, and therefore, you know, you're just you're you're um, hyperbolizing things, whereas we can be calm and rational and um, what have you. Uh, There's don't danger in the assumption that you will know what another person is going on. Sure. Yeah. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's danger in the assumption that you know what is going on in another human being's yeah. world, right? In life. It's disturbing. Um, <laughs> it's disturbing when you catch yourself doing that. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know if I should say this in an interview. I'll say it in an interview. So, um, <laughs> there, there are times where I've caught myself thinking that my partner, Susanna, that she's not as smart as I am. Hmm. Not like in a conscious way of thinking, oh, she's, but behaving in a way as if that's just a fact. And you catch yourself in these patterns of, of like assuming a woman just isn't as clever as you are. Hmm. Not because you have really thought of this and have decided that's what it is, but because in a conversation you'll be kind of dismissive because you're like, oh no, well, I've already thought of it. Right. Uh, right. Because I'm I'm confident. And not even because I'm a man. Just because I'm me and I'm confident and I know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. Um, and while we don't like to give the benefit of the doubt to, you know, anyone, we like to think that we're right generally, I think it is a lot easier for men to have an argument with another man and, right. and listen to their perspective because there's this... Um, <clears throat> Uh, like a competition there then we're willing to sort of verbally spar with each other whereas with a woman it feels like an argument or it feels like oh she's not making any sense you know? and that's um, why this play is important absolutely <laughs> I mean it, it's it's really quite disturbing the um, the way these assumptions about the other gender tend to find their way into your psyche in, in ways that are not immediately apparent and that's you know the man's character's whole thing is like, but he's a nice guy. So of course he doesn't have any of these things, right? You know, because, you know, he's, he's there supporting her. And so it's absolutely, you know, he must be a good guy and none of these things matter anymore. Um, when really it's so based, I think, in our, um, it's so based in our identity, I think, as men. Women are obviously very based in our identity as men. Um, it also, I mean, I guess brings up, because of the, the nice man thing, and that comes up a few times yeah, in the script yeah. as well, right? Um, there's that idea that is prevalent in society that if being being a nice guy, uh, you will, you deserve certain things because you are yeah, a nice guy. Deserve right? them. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, 
Actually, you know, right, right in there with some of the, the frustrations that this guy feels. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it's a rom-com, and then there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, you know, she's pretty and she's nice, and they're flirting. So what's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy for us to go from uh, that sense. Of, it's so easy to go from a sense of entitlement to a sense of uh, hurt and anger immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's just very easy to make that switch. Yeah. Um, and to talk from yeah from personal to systemic, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. As well, which is what uh, what is dealt with in this, mm-hmm. and you guys have a conversation mm-hmm. about it throughout as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, even at, at one specific part, you, you talk about how the guy is, is possibly uh, probably deep down really against the system and, yeah, so, and so forth, yeah. right? And he's yeah. not he's yeah. not he's not really supporting it, but he but he kind of is, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. uh, I love about this script is that it's it's not just uh, it's not just one layer. Um, Rachel has really taken the time to think about uh, how inbred this method of thought is just with well, daily how life. Well, uh, how emotional and personal it all is. I mean, and um, how easily those two are mixed, right? Yeah, and immediately. They, they, they cross over so quickly. It's, um, it's so difficult to argue something purely um, unemotionally or rationally or something. And the problem is, is that we're stereotyped or told as men that we can do that. Yeah. That it's very easy for us to be very rational and very reasonable and analyze the things. And even in our heads, we feel like we're doing that, even if we are really just completely in an emotional panic. And, you know, all the things coming to our heads are completely emotionally based and they aren't rational at all. But we will feel like we know we're in control and we are presenting the facts. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, on a... Slightly different notes. I yeah. do want to talk about just the uh, audience participation in this as mm. well. I mean, uh, the way that it's written in the script, anyway, is sort of uh, indicates that that's. Um, I wouldn't call it necessarily participation. Maybe audience acknowledgement. We're talking to them. Yeah. We're talking to them, right? You yeah. are acknowledging their presence They're in the room. There. Yeah. Um, and I find that that's always. Uh, Maybe important as a disclaimer because I know a lot of people do get frightened out by the idea of audience yeah. participation because that has been destroyed from uh, uh, bringing people on stage and embarrassing yeah, them in the past. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, how would you how would you describe the audience participation um, in this? I actually or? really like what Rachel and David have done with the audience in this. Um, really, the way Rachel wrote it, it's very welcoming. Um, it would, you know, there's no. Uh, because I personally, like, I'm an actor. I hate when people ask me to go up on stage. Or do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because I just go there to watch the damn show. You know, I'm sitting there and I want to watch you do the show. I don't want to go up and have you talk to me or talk at me or, you know, sit on yeah. my lap or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's to the audience because it's a forum, right? It is a forum, and that's sort of the point. All of the arguments are made with the people sitting right there so that they can hear them. And... Um, the audience participation thing, I think it's played with very tactfully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, when people are made to feel uncomfortable or made to feel a certain way, it's very specific as to why. And because the subject matter is so close to everyone involved, um, I think it's so essential to the show. Yeah. And also that you break then into, you know, actual scenes happening and then you break out of the scenes and you talk about them with right. the audience. It, uh, I think it creates just a very... 
deceptively welcoming atmosphere where you're able to kind of see this thing happen and now they're talking about it with us and um, I mean audience reaction to this show has always been a lot of fun when you're talking directly to them about some of this stuff um, can you talk to the one moment um, of uh, without spoiling anything yeah uh, the turnaround moment um, the turnaround moment yeah um, how, how is that has how has that been received have you noticed it be received oh I notice it I um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when there's like a lot of people in the audience, I feel ire. Um, it's amazing. Um, I've never felt that many people turn from liking you to not liking you that way. Um, and as we argue, you know, we do, we get different audience members appreciating us on that point and not appreciating us on that. But then, I mean, sometimes we've gotten people that miss the point to try to avoid spoiling things. Or don't yeah. miss the point. They they see something as funny that is not supposed to be viewed as funny. Mm -hmm. And now it's always been men um, have viewed things, uh, certain parts of the show, as, as funny or, or sort of poignant or right on the point. Um, that obviously that was not the intention of the show. It is interesting, though. I think she really found the arguments that men do like because there are men who... They hear some of these arguments and they're like, "Yeah, totally, totally. yeah." Um, and, totally <laughs> and that's why it's such a subtle show. Yeah. This is why I'm yeah. bringing, bringing that word back because yeah. uh, the script is um, beautifully written. It's 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 written with a lot of care uh, in that regard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you had any like I don't know maybe any experiences um, like funny experiences in regards to audience seeing the show or? Um, oh God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, a light one would be uh, I had oh, I, I had people calling me oh you're the man whenever they saw me uh, after seeing the show I would always be the man which I thought was funny it was kind of nice but also I mean given the nature of the show and I've done other shows like this but people do give you funny looks you have friends that see it and they're like hey. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of think you're gross and stuff and um but yeah i mean i had to you know i had to meet like rachel's parents and her fiance after oh, right <laughs> um and moments like that are always always kind of daunting <laughs> i mean always you know i'm like she wrote it and like, yeah um <laughs> she just brought me into this <laughs> yeah yeah but it's uh no, there's lots of... I, I love the reaction to the show. I've had a number of really good conversations because of the show. I had a lot of friends come and see it. And people who, you know, are not, I don't know, as idealistic or idea-based as I am with this stuff. You know, they just haven't thought about it much. And having them see the show, men and women, you do get very interesting responses and people that really want to talk about it. Um, I've seen men get really defensive. I've seen... Um, women get really defensive. I mean, it's, it's very... Uh, it causes different things in different people, and I think it kind of puts them in a position where they have to... Um, where they have to face down some of this stuff, yeah. uh, especially if they're talking to me, because I was just in the thing. Yeah. Um, and because it's such a mundane environment. It's just a bar, you know? It's not like... It's not some Tracovian extra heightened moment in someone's life. It's just in a bar. And uh, 
you really do get people affected by that, by the sort of quotidian nature of it and how close it is to everyone because we're yeah. always around it, right? I love the simple theatricality of it as yeah. well. Yeah, um, I like that too. It's not too that. many props or anything. It's yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, are you guys in the studio? Or um, in the main space? We are in the studio space. Yeah? Ooh, that's yeah. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a good show for, something, for smaller spaces because uh, cool. it's just more intimate. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun show. Mainly, I love talking to male friends about it afterwards. I yeah. think that, and I think um, the humor even is possibly divisive well, as well. With it. It's pretty charming. It's a charming show until it, it is. isn't. Um, there are moments that are charming. There are moments then that are uh, definitely divisive in terms of um, who's going to laugh at what and who finds what funny and who gets what joke. Um, yeah, and that's that's interesting to see and it's also interesting just to see you know just to force guys to talk about this stuff yes uh yeah on that note i think uh <laughs> we should uh wrap it up so i think uh i just want to say thank you so much for coming in oh, well, and, thank um, you so much it's a pleasure to talk i can't wait to see the show thank you <laughs> cheers so there we go. That was the first conversation of Field Notes, uh, which was with Blue Bigwood Mallon of Rachel Blair's brilliant new show, A Man Walks Into a Bar. It's going to be at the Next Stage Festival. Everyone should go see this thing because of the gender politics that it tackles. It is so smart. Uh, it's charming. It's funny. And I think a really important thing to be talking about at this time. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening, if you did, and uh, I hope to continue this, uh, having new conversations, new guests, uh, on a somewhat regular basis. So, again, this is called Field Notes. My name is Andrew Gabry, and this is all produced by A Field of Crowns. Thank you very much.